0: Okay, we're up to Ois Gimel. However, this idea that we have to overwhelm with the godly fire and passion in order to uh, counter and uh, push back against the f- passion and fire for material things is not something that is constant and uh, sustainable. Like the Pusik says, t- the world was not created for destruction, but it was created to be a settled world. And the idea of Leshevis Yitzura is that it should be, as we will explain, a land that is settled and occupied. Regarding which, we now can come back to our original point that the um, the Gemara says that if one reads Kriyashma without tefillin, again, it's as if he brought the Carbonus without the Nesachim, without the libations. And, and earlier in the Mimer, we asked the question, what is the Dimion? Why are these two parallel ideas? So we now explain. The idea of tefillin in general includes all of Tehran, all of Mitzvahs Smaissius as the Gemara says, that all of Tyre is compared to Tefillin. And just like in Tefillin, we engage the Moichin el Yanim of the higher sphere, in the, via the letters uh, that are manifest in a material way. And the idea being that a person has to humble himself and say that it is enough that I should serve and be a servant of my master. And to make himself a Kalei, for the presence of Hashem, for the dirbat Taqtainim, that is, through the study of Chumash, the study of Mishan, the study of Gemara, Hallach, and Agada, which are speaking about mystic things. And these are Kaili Mikhehlim, Shainim, you recognize that um, uh, uh, quote from Megillus Esther, from the yayin of the malchus, again, utilizing the terminology from the description of Ahasuerus' party, which we now describe to be the or, Ein Soif, that is invested within them with the abundance that is commensurate with the king, which is the great and abundant uh, characteristic of Hashem's infinite generosity. Like it says, the Jewish people saw the Yad hagedoilah, that Hashem did in Mitzrayim, meaning Gidoilo, what does it mean that Hashem's great hand, is an infinite hand, and this is the humility that Hashem brings His infinity into the ordinary, that He did in Mitzrayim. That means that Hashem impacted through the Shem Havai, even in a place of constraint and limitation, Mitzrayim, just like all the halachas that speak about the laws of agriculture, the laws of daily activities, and so on, which, again, are taking the loftiest concepts of godliness and embedding them in the most ordinary confines of the world. And here the altar explains in parentheses that the term, Yad we could say, is similar to what it says, that chachma is invested in the chesed ilah, Abundant chesed, and from this level, it is expressed in the Chachmila, even down here. And even when a person is engaged in their ordinary business, if they conduct themselves honestly, then the world is uh, built on chesed. And then he goes and he takes from the money that he earns, and he gives tzedakah, again, the characteristic of chesed, which is an extension of Chachmah, like we say, Hashem is merid hatal, melchal chayim bechesed. that just like Chachma gives life, so too through tzedakah we give life to the poor person. And if a person will so commit himself, uh, his heart and his spirit, through the Kriya Shema, and one action will evoke a commensurate um, response, that Hashem echad will dwell within his Torah and his activities. Now, the idea of this Avoida uh, is to draw down, of course, the Deir Betachtinim, that it should be only focused on Hashem, Enoid Mavadot, which is far greater than even the passion that can be described only as wings, because which elevate mitzvahs, because it is necessary that there be some form within itself, within the heart and the soul that is impassioned thereby, which is not the case when we only say Enoid, a total Bittum and as opposed to ein oid milvadoi, nothing else, and nothing else besides him, that there will be no sense of self at all, and no personal desire, only that my desire is the desire of Hashem. Whatever Hashem wants, up, up, down, down, it's irrelevant. Regarding this, it says that the last action was the first idea, that this level, which is called the land of Knan, Kanan meaning hakna, submission, that a person lowers himself that or humbles himself to this level, like it says, his feet go down to death, that since he is connected down to material things, it's possible Has that he could stumble into simple taba regarding which we are then instructed to uproot the evil from within ourselves because when I will bring you to the land of Canaan, where they are mightier than you. And this wasp that I will send uh, in front of you that will destroy those who are remaining and those who stand before you. What is the message of this tzira, this wasp? That it says that it blinded them and it also sterilized them from above and below. We explain that we say that from the sweat of the chayas, that is the divine spiritual entities, We have the river Dinar that stands on top of the heads uh, in Gehenna. What does this mean? What is the idea of the sweat? It is a form of poison. Like sweat itself is toxic. Like it says that Hashem removes this viciousness, which is the psalis, just as sweat is the um, uh, waste within a person. Because in every world, in every stage, there's going to be both good and bad. And a person doesn't mean to say that it's literally bad, but it's like the idea of anger and passion, which is chesed and gavura within the worlds, but again, in a non-healthy or non-sanctified manner. And so too, within the person, which he is a microcosm, there is also these levels. And he has to arouse his gavura to self-discipline, to restrain the negative connotation and expression because from this side of uh, this poison or this waste, which is the wickedness, like it says, that it hovers over the heads of the wicked. Like our sages say um, in the Gemara and Brachas, that a person should always have his Yetzer Toiv, shout down his heart. What does this mean? L'Oylem, he should always have it. That constantly there has to be this passion that comes from Gavura, this form of anger, uh, because every person is a mixture of good and evil, and the evil is the fierceness and this uh, anger that comes from the citra of Ra, the bad side, like we say. It's Ra shemayim and Ra l'briyis, and anger and uh, feistiness, this sort of like fierceness, should be poured over the Ra itself that he should overwhelm the Ra with the feistiness and anger of the Tev. And this stimulus in the level of gvura comes from the sweat or the uh, the, the waste of the highest, the spiritual angels, which is the passion that is described in the first chapter of the Kriyashma, where it speaks also about gvura and therefore it has to pour out this fieriness, And he has to have this anger over his Yetzirah in every way. That when he will think deeply about the amun of Hashem, and he'll think about Hashem Echad, and that the Jewish people were the first purpose of all of creation, and therefore he wants to subsume himself with Hashem, then he will fire up his anger and he will say, why aren't I like this all the time? Even when I'm not davening, why don't I have the same passion? And this is what we then focus on in the second chapter of the Kriya Shema, where we say charaaf, it will fire up this passion, that will draw down this enthusiasm, the positive form of enthusiasm that we discuss in the first chapter of the Shema, will stay with us even after the Shema is over. And therefore it says that you will turn away and serve other gods, because in truth, when a person is not in a time of davening, He's not like those who are completely distancing themselves and throwing off their service of Hashem, which is the case of, uh, or the circumstance, when he's saying the Shema with a total passion, that it appears that the rest of the day he's like completely distant, and Chas is a form of a, a revolution against Hashem. Like it says, that lest your heart turn aside from this singularity and unity. So while he's davening and he's saying the Shema, and he feels such a passion, and then he reflects on what he's doing during his ordinary day, he starts to feel like, well, that other time is like a form of, uh, of, of, of pre-gasol, of throwing off godliness. And it's as if he's turned away. And here he becomes calmed down, or he becomes uh, uh, subdued, so he shouldn't have any negativity towards others. And this is the objective of this Sira, this, this uh, flying wasp creature, that it annuls, it neuters the ra. That is, it cools off, that it shouldn't have this passion, and therefore it should not be able to procreate. And it also blinds the eyes. That is, he shouldn't look at other people or other matters of the world with an in ra, with a jealousy that comes from ra. Because that's not where the bracha is going to come, because the bracha only comes from that which is hidden from the eye. And the bracha of Hashem, the drawing down of godliness, is only with a good eye. So it blinds his eye from looking negatively at others and looking longingly at material things. And it neuters the capacity to uh, promulgate more and more negativity. And now we can understand the idea of the Meraglim, who didn't want to go into a land of Canaan, which is to be drawn down into literal mitzvahs, into gashmias. They wanted to instead stand in the, in the spiritual state in the wilderness. Like we say, it they said it's a land which consumes its inhabitants. That is, its inhabitants have no place for themselves. They become completely subsumed to Hashem, that there should be ein oid because this was the generation that knew Hashem and saw Hashem, and the source of the neshamas, which was higher and higher, and the Chiti and the Avusi and the Amuri who dwell in the mountain, like the Apostle continues, and their report after their mission, that these are the seven nations of uh, idolatry, that they live there at that time, and they are rooted in the seven Midas of chaos, which is the source of the seven uh, negative forms of uh, of midas that need to be so cautious about not to stumble into the, these Midas, because a person has a vulnerability to being drawn da- dragged down into death. Like it says, these seven nations were intense and more powerful. However, they said they were more powerful than us, Matsumi And what does that mean? that they gave them greater stature. like it says in Yermia. And now they have taught them of these uh, exalted ones of the head that this, that they were considered exalted is because they were, they, they caused them. They, that is the spies sort of elevated these people in their eyes. They considered them to be so great in their eyes and therefore they became great. That was the, what they projected onto them. However, what we really needed to do was to minimize them Like Kalev said, He removed from them, and Hashem is with us. That means that Hashem, who is drawn down to to us through Mikra and Mishnah and all the different formats that Hashem expresses himself amongst us. And this is what the sending of the Meraglin was, like we say regarding the mitzvahs, we do it before we say the bracha, before we do the mitzvah. That is, before there has to be this elevation, that we elevate the material through which we are going to do the mitzvah. For example, we take an esrug, which could just be eaten as a fruit, but we have to draw down the divine through the bracha prior to our being able to elevate it up to the spiritual. And regarding this, we said that before the Jewish people entered Eretz Yisrael, Moshe sent one man, that is, from each tribe, that the neshama is drawn down from the one, and they were all Anushim. They were all from this masculine or... Contributory quality, and this is the uh, uh, the objective was that they should evoke the lofty godliness that is contained within it. However, as we see, that we have to elevate it to the level of the Mayan Nukfin. We have to lower ourselves in order to elevate. And they didn't have this humility to lower themselves into the world. But the truth is that when we lower ourselves, then we are able to elevate that which we bring down. Uh, uh, we 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 enter into, and now we understand what's explained in other places on the term Raya Mehemna, the trusted shepherd, and Pashas Kisisa, and so forth. And this is what it means that it's like the Mincha and the Nesachim the commensurate uh, uh, ancillary parts of the offering, that a mincha, which came from vegetation, it came from wheat and so forth, which comes from mayim, which is the opposite of chai, which is ash, and all, every carbon has to have the mincha with salt, which is the quality of doymeim. Salt is mineral. And so, too, the idea of fill in other mitzvahs, maiseis, are drawn down into the level of daim for example, the tefillin, the pasik that we refer to in the vi'ahapta of Kriyashma and also in Kaddish Li, which is the level of chachmi'ilah that becomes materialized onto the, onto the uh, parchment and the letters, which Gashmi, is, but we have to remove the negativity, like it says, and then we can make, as we referenced earlier, into a settled land, an eretz mishvei sechem. Like it says, the king will re- re- reign there forever or dwell there, yeshiva. He will be brought down to this level and will bring himself down from this lofty level to be a dear Like it says that when the Beis Hamigdash was destroyed, uh, this is in the Gemara and Brachas, Hashem only has the immediate area of halacha. And in the Beis Hamigdash, it says that the God dwells there trustworthily or reliably. And similar when we engage in Torah and through beginning with that, he is known, her husband is known through the gates. No de Bashar and Baila, you recognize that from Mishlay at the end of the Chayel, But what it refers to here is that we know Hashem through the gates of Torah, through each person's gate, the gates of his heart, that is, that the dwelling that the Jewish people make, that is the settling through their kavan and their davening, that we reach out to Hashem and Hashem responds. Therefore, it is called an Eretz seichem, again, dwells, settled, uh, permanent, embedded, that we settle it in, like it says, not just that we are the children, but the naich, bon naich, Children, but naich, we build, we make the world a place receptive to godliness, through the halachas, which are invested within uh, material, worldly matters, like the doymeim, we referenced before the salt, the tzameach, the mincham, the nesachim, and so forth, as we can understand. <clears throat> then there's a small kitzer here. The Rebbe summarizes, and he says that the idea of the srafim come from the fiery yesoid, the, the element of fire. So too there is also in the Nebuchadnezzar L'Akis, which is con- comprised of all four yesoidists, that Hashem can push away the darkness through the Kriya Shema. When we contemplate that Hashem is Elokainu, and through this we come to love Him with the fiery flame. And concurrent with this, that we can, uh, we can overpower or we can uh, uh, push back with the Yisoid HaEish uh, Elokim through drawing it into the physical mitzvah. So it's not enough to be very excited. We also have to do the mitzvah, such as the mitzvah Tefillin, which is comparable to all of Torah. And this is the mighty hand. And through this, we settle in this godliness, so it shouldn't collapse. And this is through us having the passion, as it's described in the Gemara, this yargiz, this sort of enthusiasm or passion, uh, which is represented in the mincha and the nesochim. That ends this maim. Now we continue on in Daf Mem Aleph Amad Gimel about the idea of these nesochim. It says in Pashat Tzav, and if you will consume from the meats of the slaughterings, the carbonus of the shlomo, and it says in the Gemara, and there's two eatings that are referred to here, that you eat, one is that you eat from the mizbeach. So our question is, the idea of carbonus is that they are brought on the mizbeach from the cattle, and why is it called consumed eating, Achilah. Like it says, lechem, the, the bread is the fire of Hashem, or lachmi, my my uh, my bread. So, what is the metaphor of eating and of bread? So, to understand the idea of the nesachim, these libations that they would pour wine on the Mizbayach, and it would go down into these uh, rivets. Uh, I'm sorry, rivets that would uh, 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 flow away from the base Mikdash. That these were these hollows that were brought down. All the way into the depth of the mountain, that this seems rather odd. The whole concept of the carbon is to uplift. That they would slaughter the ox or the ram, lamb, as something that was uh, animal, and they would take its life. That would be elevated above, and there would be a cloud, and the carbonus would go up above. But then the nesachim, n- s- n- which come from vegetation, they would bring down. Again, these uh, channels would bring the wine away and go down into the belly of the mountain, which would seem to be sort of counter to the whole concept of karbonos, which is an elevation. And we also, why wine? The idea that karbonos are not only the reich for a pleasant aroma, like it says in the Gemara, that whoever reads kriyashma without fill in is like bringing a sacrifice without the nesachim. You recognize that from the previous mime. And the point being, based on what it says, that wine rejoices the heart until him, and it says that the again other quotes that that uh, underscore that wine brings joy to life. That simcha is when something is revealed. That through wine, or on a for example, on a person's day of their chasana, the day of joy, they come out from their shell. Like when a person is joyous and happy, they're expressive. And the idea being that in every manner there is the panemius and the chitzenius. The the panemius is how it receives its life force from Hashem. And the chitzenius is the way it has an impact on others. Because as we know, there's no blade of grass that doesn't have a a malach that is directing it and so on. Now within every fruit or blade of grass or harvest, there's two levels. There's the taste of the product. And then there is the sort of spiritual idea. The very fabric of it. I'm sorry. The taste is the spiritual, and then there's the very the the meat of the fruit itself. Now, the level of the taste has two capacities. One is <clears throat> that it receives from that uh, spiritual source that gives it its existence, like the Pusik says that fr- the um, harvest is from the the sun uh and so forth and from the moon and all of that impact of nature and the spiritual size side and then there is the specifics that it causes this blade of grass to grow and so on and its capacity to have an impact on the very physical structure of the fruit and so on and also there is within the level of the living animal which is the pneumius and the ruchnius it is again attached to its cause this is the face of the lion, the face of the ox on the chariot of Hashem uh, in Ezekiel's vision. Like we know that the face of the lion is the source of the nefesh ha the face of the ox is the source of the Nefeshah Bahamas. and the life force that is giving life to the very physical flesh of the animal is the, the, the visible, the chetsenis. Similarly, we find in the nefesh of a person the source and the panemius of the nefesh is attached to its cause, the face of the person from, again, the chariot, to receive its life force. And the hitsanius is the impact that it has, on that, that it sustains the body. And so, too, by the malachim, it says that they receive one from another, that the power that there is within a malach to say kadosh is that he receives from above, like it says, that it is higher from higher uh, to the highest of levels, noisim, it also gives rishus Zelazah, you recognize this from the Davening, which is the capacity for there to be an impact and a gift and an influence uh, from one Malach to another that receives from it. And similarly, in the whole process of Ashtalshalas, like it says in the Yitzchayim, that all Ashtalshalas is a series of cause and effect, again, only from the external that the Heshtoshus is from the Chitzonius el that becomes the Panemius of the Tachterim, but the Panemius of the el cannot be Yerid Lamata. Like we always talk about, the Malchus of a level becomes the kesra of the next level, and so on. Um, and the altar Rebbe here uh, uh, references in Tanya where this is discussed further. Now, within everything, there is also the Panemius, which is like the term for Ponim, meaning where it's turned to, where its emphasis is, like we say, don't turn to something bad which is the impact that he turns away and, he, uh, and it's attached to his source, and the chitzanius, which is the hashba, that which it brings to others. And then there is this uh, medium which allows the level of the atzmus that attaches the two keiches together. So you have these three ideas, you have the chabad, the chagas, and the nehi, and it's possible that you can have a keili for these three levels. You have the panemius, the emzoi, and the chitzoi the inner, the middle, and the outside, that can <coughs> be remembered by the mnemonic samech tof, reish, soif reish, as explained in other places. Now, these three koiches also reflect Yitzchak and Yaakov. Avram is chesed, the water that comes from above to below, the power of influence. Yitzchak is aish, that it elevates up, and Yaakov is the consistent that runs through and through, that connects all things together. So now we come back to that plastic from Tillam that we referenced earlier, that wine brings joy to the heart of man. That is, that wine arouses the panemius hanefesh, from that which is hidden to that which is revealed, because the wine is contained deeply within the grape and is brought out, and therefore it reflects that, in its impact, that it draws out that which is otherwise hidden. And whoever drinks wine, their face turns red. Again, a revelation of that which is hidden, because the living soul, the soul, the power that gives um, life to our nefesh is invested within the blood, and the wine arouses this revelation of the panemius of the blood. And as such, it reveals also the panemius of the nefesh hachienis that is invested within the panemius of the blood. And if he drinks too much, he becomes overwhelmed and uh, shlaf. he falls asleep. Because there's so much revelation that the Kaylee can't handle it, and that's why the person passes out. <laughs>